Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in again. This is Cassandra. I am your host and I am the founder of the Pray For Me ministry. Today, I have a very special guest. Um, I have Donnell, also known as Brother Donnell. Not only is he my brother, he's my cousin, he's my friend. We have shared so much with one another, but today he's actually going to share his testimony for the very first time. And so we're excited because this is our first interview um, here at the Pray For Me ministry, uh, but we're excited and we pray that uh, that you be blessed. Amen. Brother Donnell, how are you today? How you doing? Blessed, blessed by the best. Amen. Blessed by the best. Amen to that. We are so excited that you are here today. Uh People need to hear your story. People truly, truly need to hear your testimony. There's so many people out there that are struggling with this, that, and the other, uh, but people need to hear your story. Um, yeah. I yeah. know, but a lot of people don't know that that you were using, um, but I never knew why you started using. So can you tell us why you started? Actually, what age did you start using? And then tell us why you started using. I started I started indulging in alcohol at like 13 or 14 and it was basically just curiosity because you know I was one of them kids that said you know it that's hot don't touch that I ain't believed it so I had to touch it so I listened to people talking about don't get drunk alcohol bad for you cocaine bad for you yeah whatever so I tried it that's what that's the truth that's what really made want to be honest if you want me to be honest with you that's the first time i actually admitted it to myself but that's why wow so so that door opened up and you walked right through that door you started using you started drinking and next thing you know you were addicted slid through the door i ain't walked through i slid through that <laughs> room <laughs> yeah i slid through the door boy Amen. We slid through the door. Amen to that. So you slid through the door. So how long did you use? Or yeah, how long were you actually using? On law for I'm gonna say woo 30 years, 30, 40 years. Oh, I'm wow. 54. I go 10. We're gonna say 30 something. Let's say that. 30 yeah. something years while using so on and off. drugs on and off for 30 years. And so what did it take for you to stop? What happened? What was it that caused you to to stop using? Well, the cocaine what caused me to stop using was, you know, when people have addictions with drugs and stuff and sometimes people try and start all over and people don't, and sometimes they don't, then they end up homeless or whatever. But people who struggle with their addiction always try and start a new life. So one time I had, was starting my new life, got tired of getting high, started getting high again, got my own apartment. I wasn't buying nothing. I wasn't getting no furniture or nothing. This was the purpose of me getting my own place. I started smoking crack again. And then one day I got so high, I came. I actually had a vision outside of my body. These people in my house, I didn't know who these people was. And then so I just put them all out. And then after that, you know, I just quit. I quit because I seen myself going backwards. And I never did cocaine again. Wow. Quit it. Just cold turkey, just like that. I sure did. And in fact, one of the people that was over my house that night came over the next day. And um, 
Cause you know when you getting high, you gotta have you don't want everybody to know you gotta have your place where you go where can't nobody see. So I guess my house was that for a minute, and I was like, man, I ain't even trying to get high like that no more, man. So there must have been Jesus taking that taste out of my mouth for that. Amen. Talk about the grace of God, boy. Was that the grace of God that was upon you that day when you when you weren't didn't have the taste for it anymore? Amen. Now, after that, after you stopped using the cocaine, now were you drinking, or is that when the drinking started? Well, I was still drinking, but then when you when you quit one, like especially with cocaine and alcohol, man, when you quit cocaine and you ain't getting off cocaine that's alcohol you gonna light that alcohol up so i started drinking heavy and i had uh two accidents the first one i should have known better but i didn't and the first one i had wrecked the car hit a pole and the stern wheel was in my lap and i pulled myself out you know i pulled myself out um i didn't realize that i had hit a pole like that. And when I pulled myself out, it was some people there. And they said, help him up, help him up, you know. And they helped me up. Mm-hmm. And all I remember is listening to them people's voices. And then I heard the sirens and the ambulance and then them people left. Wow. Oh, my. So after now, the first one I do remember now, the first one, you actually were in the hospital from the first accident, how long were you in the hospital? Um, About a week or so, something like that. Yep. Wow, about a week after that. Now, now after you got out of the hospital, you start using again, and then you had, you know, time went on, and then you got into the second accident. Now, the second accident, mm-hmm. is that the, was that the but, camel that, or the straw that broke the camel's back? Is that when you actually stopped everything, you know, just yeah. completely stopped cold turkey all over again? Or mm-hmm. what happened after that accident? Yeah. But you know what, that, that first one, I wasn't in the hospital that long. That that was that that hospitalization I had. That was the when, when I was messing with the cocaine again. Mm-hmm. The one you talking about. But now the back to that first one. I got out the hospital and went to jail. Now the second accident I had, I literally fell asleep mm-hmm. behind the wheel. Wow! Literally fell asleep. Literally, and the police showed up and they asked me what was wrong. And um, I just told him, you know, I was messing with my phone and lost control of the wheel. So that was two times. And I'm just trying to uh, take it serious. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 it's serious now. It's serious. Wow. You know, one step away, one step away. Mm-hmm. So it's time to sit down. I thank God I'm I'm here today and I'm going to take advantage of that and I'm going to take heed to it. Amen to that. And you're fully recovered today as we speak. Today as we speak. Now, have you ever today been to a three-step program, a 12-step program? Have you been I have, involved? I, I, I have a, 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 a consultant I talk to. He's a, he's, a, he's a consultant. I don't go to the groups like I should. Mm-hmm. But if I need to talk to somebody about that situation, I do have a number I can call, and they're right there. Wow. But just the fact of knowing that you didn't have to, and it's not everybody's story. Everybody's story is different. But but for your story, you didn't actually have to go to a treatment center. Not only no, just because, mm-hmm. right. No, because um, one thing I do know, 
that when you go to rehabilitation, you can't go for no 30 days and that's it. You got to use some of your self. You got to use some of your inner self because they got waiting lists and stuff for people with alcohol and drug addictions. You know, and 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 that's how serious it is. That's how serious it is. You gonna hang in this life or you ain't. Because look at it. You have an alcohol and a drug problem. You're not finna go nowhere for no six months unless you're on a waiting list. You know, but it get a little political, you know. But I'm just saying you got to depend on yourself to control yourself instead of depending on resources sometimes. I'm going to say sometimes. Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometime. Because resources are there, but there's going to be a time where you're going to be alone and you're going to have to use your inner self. Right. And Jesus. And ain't, ain't nobody like Jesus to be there with you. Amen. That, that that goes to show you that that God is always at work behind the scene for him to spare your life, not only just that one time, but then to turn around and do it again to spare your life. There's definitely something that he has in place for you uh, to do. Uh, sometimes when we go through things, we don't truly understand why we going through them. But in the end, it all makes sense. If you allow it to make sense, it will all make sense. Now, the blessing behind all of this now, after everything that you've been through, um, with with the the abuse for the thirty something years, that's a long time to be dealing with an addiction. I think it's so good to to hear you tell this story today because it's nothing like for people to hear from someone that actually has went through it. Because there's somebody that's out there that's listening today that is probably dealing with some form of addiction, whether it's drugs or whether it's alcohol. What would you say to that person? I would say stop and think about yourself. Look at what you're doing. Look who around you. What you going to do tomorrow? Just basically stop and check yourself out. And if you need to talk, you know you and Jesus get together and you check yourself out and make sure that you are not doing anything that you are self-harming yourself because that's what you're doing when you old, when you consume alcohol, when you're addicted to alcohol, addicted to drugs. You mm-hmm. are helping yourself. You are inflicting yourself with poison. So think about what you're doing. That's exactly what I would say. That's what I would say. Amen. That's what I suggest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. And it just brings to it brings to me um, a scripture uh, that it says that everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Um, and that we shouldn't be mastered by anything. Um, God does not force anything on us. We actually have free will. We can do anything that we want to do today. If you chose to go and get high today, you can go ahead and do that. But it's totally between you and God. Not only just that, is that something that you want to do? And like you just mentioned, is that do you want to continue to cause harm on yourself? Do you want to do that? Because not only when you do that, when you are open or as you said, when you slide through the enemy's gate, that open gate, that open door, when you slide through that, you're sliding through that. But then what you do not only affects you, but it affects everyone else around you. I can only imagine the hurt and the pain that it caused um, those at the time. And, and we were cousins. We didn't live in the same house, but I would see you here and there. But but at the yeah. time, I know that you were married but and had children, but you don't understand or you don't realize that 
you know, that, that fix or not even just the fix, but just of doing something that's causing harm to yourself of how it affects. So the, the ones that are right there with us, you know, those yeah. that are near and then those that are afar. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it truly, truly hurts us. And so um, I'm just really grateful and thankful that you have allowed us to, um, you know, record this because there's somebody out there um, that's dealing with something. But again, it's nothing like hearing from someone that has actually been through it. I can minister to you, but it's nothing like having someone that has actually been through it. Um, so you heard it here first from Brother Daniel. You heard his story. Uh, you heard his testimony first. So moving forward after those years of, of being addicted, what are you doing now? Tell us the good thing now. What has what has this addiction turned to? What what has this addiction, what has it done? Well, I live by now I answer to Jesus. That's it. I answer to Jesus. At the end of the day, that's who I answer to. So I remember I was a young man, you know, younger, and the first thing I heard some music that I heard the greatest thing in my life, and that was hip-hop. Mm -hmm. And then when hip-hop kicked through the door because at the time I got turned on to hip hop the world did at the same time you know it was new it was fresh so um, I always loved music and uh, one day I asked Jesus when I was young I said help me make one song just one song and then later on in life when I got addicted that derailed me because I knew I was going to do some type of music so right now I'm a um, hip hop artist they call me a Christian rapper. I started out doing rap music about with a lot of scriptures in it, but I found out that I wasn't reaching as many people as I could reach. So mm -hmm. I still talk about Jesus through true life stories and um, just let people know how he can help you. And then some of the people like in hip hop, I know they not some of these uh, hip hop artists, they ain't trying to hear about Jesus right now. They trying to get their bag. You know what I'm saying? So Maybe later on in life when they slow down and mature, they can, um, well, not mature, but slow down and, 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 and make some changes and invest some money and things of that. Listen to Brother Donnell and give you the handbook on how to live your life and still do your music. Amen to that. So y'all heard it here first. He went from, from recovery to recording music. Amen. Tell us, where can we listen to this music at? Well, y'all can find me wherever there's music being sold. You can find Brother Donnell. That's B-R-O-T-H-A. Because, you know, a lot of times they say brother with the E-R on the end. And um, I got a couple <laughs> couple shows coming up. Um, mm -hmm. March 25th, we're going to be in... Well, wait a minute. We're going to be in Racine, Wisconsin, if you're in, the, in Racine. Um, and then... March 27th, we're gonna be in Appleton. And in fact, be sure when you when you when I put the posting up, be sure to read it because you might get to see me for free. Amen. Y'all hear that? Who no, everybody wants something for free, amen. We all want something for free. Amen. And so listen, Brother Donnell, we thank you so much for sharing your, your testimony with us. I know that. Uh, there will be many people saved behind this, many people set free and delivered because of this. Um, sometimes when we go through things, we think that we're the only one. And I thank you for just letting someone know today that they're not alone, that you've been there before. Um, 
if you're listening in and if you uh, need resources or if you need to uh, get help. Now, you may not be able to cut cold turkey like some people have, like Brother Donnell had once experienced, and that's okay because we all have our own story. If you reach out to SAMHSA, they actually can refer you to someone there in your area. You can reach them at 1-800-662-4357. Again, that is 1-800-662-4357. Listen, I want to thank you all so much for tuning in. My name is Cassandra. I am your host. I am the founder of the Pray For Me Ministry. Um, you can find us at on Instagram at prayforme.ministry. If you do have a prayer request, we would love to partner with you in prayer. You can reach us at or submit your prayer request to www.pray-forme.com. Amen. Listen, Brother Donnell, we want to thank you. I want to thank you again so much for sharing your testimony with us, for taking the time out to share your testimony. We pray that God will continue to bless you, that God will continue to bless your music. Amen. Yep. And just real quick, I want to send a shout out to all the Milwaukee artists in Milwaukee because it is it's like a L.A. here with our music for accepting me and accepting my music and that's letting me know that they listening to me and they are listening to talk about Jesus and I appreciate them for that. And that's, that's Amen. That. Amen. All righty. Well, thank you and you have a good week. Have a good day um, and may God bless you. All right. You have a good one too. All right. All right. Yeah.